First of all, the Gemara learns out a halacha from this, which in Europe, in, in, I don't know in the recent past, but there were old shuls in Europe by the Ahmed. In fact, the Gemara says in a few places, Yorid Lefner Teva. Before the Ahmed used to be a few steps down for the Baltfilla that he should feel Nimamakya. But but it's not saying a push of the thing. In the Ramasan is the the, the Kuzri says The Kuzri says that the Paris of the day, the fruit of the day, uh, to translate the high point of the day are the three are the three tfilis of Shachas, Mincha, Ma'irat. That's if, if if you would look at the day as a tree, and just like a fruit bearing tree, a person has expectations. He waits. He hopes. He, in the spring and the summer, finally towards the end of the summer. The goal is reached, and the tree gives fruit. So the Kuzri says the same thing. If you look at the day, if it's if it's like a tree, the Paris of the day, the profits of the day, the rewards of the day are the three fill. And the Ramesan is like this. The, the, the truth of the matter is that the high point of human existence, the highest nekuda, the highest point, when is man at his greatest? When he has a lot of money, when he makes a scientific discovery, when he becomes famous, when he has a good time. These are all important things. They're all very important. But in the terms of the Tzura Sadov, in the turn of the image of that the Rabbanishlan created a special creature in in the cosmos, that there is no there is no creature that comes near it. A creature that walks on two and that speaks. The high point, his greatest moment. His moment when he's being successful, his success is measured in how he's connected to the Rabbani Shlom. As long as he is not connected to the Rabbani Shlom, then he's an isolated speck of dust that will not come to its fruition 
that will not reach its goal, that will not be successful. The success of a person is in accordance, in proportion to the degree that he relates to the Rabbani Shlach. The most apparent experience of relating to the Rabbani Shlach is Tfilah. In fact, the word Tfilah comes, according to some version, from the word Tzomet Possum. Uh, 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 a, a cover of a jar, which is connected to the jar. So, in effect, the word filler would be the, the experience of connection. The Chazal and the Gala. What is the mental posture of filler? What, what, what is conducive for this connection? What opens the channels that a person should be able to pour out his heart? Another feeling his insignificance, knowing how temporary and precarious our whole existence is. Man is a little egomaniac. He does. We're not. We're sitting here in front of the campfire. We don't know. How many generations were here before us? Who were our antecedents were? And who's going to be after us? Achmeina, we're here in the in the Gvush Meinim Shana. The Chazal on the Gala, the Chazal uncovered for us and made and gave us to understand and said to us that for Tefillah, the first and chief ingredients is you should feel. Your shiftless, your nonness. Most of the time, most of the time, we are we are consumed. Our moiches are filled with machshavas of egocentricity. I need this, and I want this, and this hurts my eye, and this my eye likes, and my I want I want this, and I want that. I I I I I all day. The Chazal and Megali can't come to Daven that way. They tell over, I think I once told you the story, they tell over, but it's Kedai to, to, to repeat it. They tell over that there was once a big Misnag de Shachov, big Talmud Chacham. He heard about the sons of Rebbe, the Divrechayim. He heard people spoke so much about him, the, the, the sons of Rebbe. That, you know who the Stanza Rebbe was? Where is he? Lively, stand up, Lively. Lively, stand up. This is a grandchild of the Divrechaim, of the Stanza Rebbe. We hope he will bring honor to the family. <laughs> so you heard about the Stanza Rebbe. He had tens and thousands of Sidon. He, he, he was a, 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 a tremendous goyen. He wrote Charles the Chuvis. And he was a Mashunadik at Sadik. I'll soon tell you about, remind me about his davening, the actual act of his davening. But anyway, this Roth decided he, he, he heard so much. The Sidon talked so much about the sons of Rabbi, he wants to go and see him. Those days, he took a coach and he traveled a few days. And he came in the middle of the night to 
to the city, so he figured if we're going towards dawn, he's not going to go to sleep, he'll go straight to the Bismarck, he'll sit and learn in the morning, he'll daven bashkome, and then he'll see by the davening the rabbi. Around dawn time, you see somebody sitting in the front row with a pipe. In Europe, the, the rabbis used to smoke a tzibik, a luke, you know, as long like the Indian pipes. There's a man sitting on the bench with his eyes like in a trance, closed, puffing on a pipe. Puffing and puffing. So he didn't pay any attention to him. He right away sat down and he learned. Took out his gemara, he was learning. Then people came in for the first minion. He davened. Put on his rabbi in a Tomst film. He sat down and was learning again. And he learned. And he, every few uh, time he would pick his head up, you see the same fellow sitting in the front there, puffing at the pipe. Didn't dive with the minion. He used to go home and eat breakfast. He didn't see the Rebbe around. Doesn't, doesn't see anybody that looks like a Rebbe there. He went home and he ate breakfast. He comes back to the Bismarck. She sees this fellow sitting up front, puffing away at his pipe. He sat down and learned again. <coughs> learning and learning and learning. He doesn't see the Rebbe. So finally, here's somebody. Where's the, where's the, the sons of Rebbe? So the fellow tells him it's that fellow up front there puffing on the pipe. He's been sitting there for hours puffing on the pipe. Anyway, at some time in the, in the morning, late in the morning, this fellow put down the pipe, went out, went to the mikveh, came back. And Davin, you know, sometimes in the middle of the day, four, four o'clock, he got through. And finally he went in to see him. This fellow was a rob, he was a big Talmud Chacham. You know, he, he wasn't audacious, but he... He has to understand what's going on. So he speaks to the rabbi. He says, look, rabbi. He says, I came before dawn. I saw you sitting there with the pipe. I learned a deep sugya. Then I davened. I davened the kavana. Then I learned again. And you're sitting there puffing away at the pipe. I went home to eat breakfast. I came back. You're still puffing on the pipe. What, what does this, all this mean? He says, why didn't you dive with everybody? So they say that the Debrechaim answered him. He said, listen. I woke up in the morning and I began to say, Moida Ani. So I said, Moida Ani, and then I said, Lefonecha. And when it struck me, who who the Ani is, and who the Lefonecha is, I was overcome. When I began to become conscious of my insignificance, and the godless Aboire, and the Rebbein omnipotence, he says, a paroxysm of awe overtook me for hours, I couldn't move. This is a story. The idea is certainly true. I have strong reason to believe that the story is true too. You see, we <laughs> we know how to daven. This Sansa Rebbe used to daven. He had a club foot. He was crippled. So when he used to daven, it's like a you know, and he used to bang with his foot. So he used to bang with a sick foot, so sometimes it would start to bleed. And he would faint. 
So they would revive him. So the rabbits and one said to him, if you have to bang with your foot, you have a sick foot and a healthy foot, bang with the healthy foot. Why do you bang with the sick foot? So he told her, if I would be conscious when I'm damning that I have feet, I would do that. But when I start to damn, I'm not conscious that I have feet. When the Chazal said me, Mamakim, that you should go down, they were not talking about an external ceremony. They were not talking about a ceremony. You know, let's make a ceremony, you know, over here, you know, in America with the Cecil B. DeMille Productions. They're not talking about that. The Chazal taught us that the posture, the position to open up your heart, to be able to be mekayim shivchi kamayim libech noyvach pnei Hashem, that a person should be able to. You ever see big tzaddikim daven? I saw a few they davened with the talk. I mean, the the last the last drop of their insights came out. The only way that that experience can happen is that the person is. If a person feels that unfortunately, and I don't mean to be critical or abusive or facetious, I come sometimes into the modern synagogues, you know, a guy walks in with his cigar, you know, and he's got a diamond ring on his finger, and his Flashy sports jacket, and his shirt is open till here. As you come and down him, he don't know that, unfortunately. And and the Chazal did. On the contrary, just the contrary, what you're saying, Gosha. They were they taught us here. This is the key to Davin. I make myself clear, Gosha. Rabbi Yeshua, station identification. The Gemara says, Just like there are no two faces that are alike, so there are no two mental processes that are alike. There are no two personalities that are alike. The Rabban Shalom doesn't expect that, that all Jews should serve him and relate to him in, in, in a, identically in exactly the same way. He doesn't expect that. He doesn't want that. The Kotzke Rebbe Zechrein of Rocha once said, if I am I because you are you, and you are you because I am I, then I am not I, and you are not you. But if I am I because I am I, and you are you because you are you, then I am I, and you are you. You understand? <laughs> it's very serious. I'm very serious. In other words, the first, 
the first yisod is not to fool yourself. You have to do what you have to do. And in the way that you can do it, and in the style that you can do it. That's what the Rabbi Shalom wants. Now, but the problem here is that the, 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 the subtleties of, of style, for instance, we all Jews, the common denominator is that all of us have to put on film. One man can't say, oh, I want to serve the bunch with my heart. I have a good heart. I have a good heart in America for years, and still now, he talks, I have a good heart. So I heard over from a maggot in Yerushalayim, he says, a guy had his son in, in, in the Israeli army. So he got a letter, his son is wounded, his son is wounded, he should come and see him in the hospital. Heard his son is wounded, Rahman al-Islam, he runs to the hospital, he meets the doctor and all the doctors, oh, he's all right, don't worry about it. He's all right, he's, don't worry, he's all right. He says, show me where he is, he says, on the 20th floor. He runs up there, he sees a nurse in the elevator, he says, don't worry, he's all right. He's all right. He comes into the room. He sees his son. The two feet are cast up in the air. Rahman is two. One hand is shot off. His eye is covered. He could hardly find one part of his whole body that's whole. Rahman So he says to the doctor, What are you telling me? He's all right. He says, His heart is strong. He's got a good heart. He's got no hands, got no feet. He's got a good heart. You, you, you can't. You know, you can't serve the Rabbani Shalom by saying you have good intentions. The thought is that we're all Mechoyev and Tariyag Mitzvahs. We're all Mechoyev and Tariyag Mitzvahs. We all have to wear tzitzis, we all have to eat kosher, we all have to daven, we all have to learn, we all have to give tzedakah. The shaila in styles, the differences in styles, is an advanced shaila. When a person knows how to learn Gemara, and he learned a few mesechta. And a person begins to understand what Yiddishkeit is all about. So then, then, then the problem, you know, the, the shail of styles come, come, come about. There, you know, there were tzaddikim that davened for hours, Shemnes. And there were tzaddikim that davened so quick that you couldn't keep up with them. They used to say a marshal, you could say in America, a marshal, two people like ice cream. So one person likes ice cream, he gulps it down. The other person likes ice cream, he takes it on the tip of the spoon. It takes him an hour to finish. I mean, that's a marshal. But the pshad, but you can't, you can't talk about styles as long as you're not a, a shtickle tamakachach. I mean, you have to first, you know, get your feet wet before you can talk about What's your derech, this derech, that derech? I make myself clear. Hi, I was in Mitten Shul.
Yeah. How, how long should somebody learn? To what level should he learn to until he worries about a parnasa? Depends on individuals. Depends on the number of factors. Basically, a person has to learn until he's able to learn by himself that he can get married and establish a paradigm, a, a, a he can get married and, and lead a Jewish life, and not be an Amaritz and, 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 and to live according to the Shokhanah. That's basically. There are other factors, there are factors of character. There are certain characters that are strong, they're very strong, they can survive with a little. There are, there are other characters that have not a question of weakness. Intellectually, they need a lot to sustain them. There's no, there are no rules. It depends on the individual and depends, it depends what the individual can accomplish, how he's growing in learning. There are no set rules for such a thing. I mean, something that has to be weighed and discussed. But basically, a person should achieve Torah literacy, which means he should be able to open up any Gemara, be able to learn a piece of Gemara. He should be able to open up a Shekhanach and look up a Din. If you don't have that, you're at a tremendous disadvantage in this society. But on the uh, advanced stages of learning, it already depends on individuals. There are people that have to learn their whole life. I mean, to be, to be uh, committed to learning their whole life. People that need uh, less time. Here, true, it's the same thing as here. A person has to be honest with himself. A person has to learn his whole life. You stop learning. Yet you're already in a posi- in a critical position because the world, the waves of the world, don't stop beating down upon you. If you don't have sustenance with which to counteract the world around you, you'll dissipate. In Europe was different. In Europe, there were. Whole society and the economic structure was different. You didn't you didn't work as many as many hours. You didn't travel so far away. You went to shul. You heard a shear. You had a shear in the morning. You had a shear at night. There, there was different. The person could allow himself. He had he, the, the, the community backed him. The community gave him what he needed. There are places here too. There are a few communities here too that a person could Yes, really. The person knows he's doing the right thing. And then Yetzirah is strong. It's starting to overcome Addison. Listen, Ruve. 
everybody has a Yitzhahara. And the bigger the person, the more subtle his Yitzhahara is. A person can only survive by thought, by being honest with himself, by introspection, by Cheshman and Nefesh, by having courage to look at himself. You know, uh, this is the secret of survival. A person has to have, you know, I told you last week, there's a big shah in the A person has to look at himself. Wants to try to be as objective as possible. To see is he living right? Is he living constructively, creatively? Can he live better? This is the only this is the only survival exit. Yeah. Look, Anglit. In English, there's an expression. How does it say? Ignorance is bliss, which means to be ignorant is a form of happiness. That's not the point of view of the Torah. The crown, the height of a human being is his intellect, his ability to understand, his ability to know, his ability to perceive. Of course, Yosef Das, Yosef Machov. Of course, if a person knows, and he knows a lot, he takes a look at himself and sees how far away he is from what he knows. But that shouldn't stop a person. The Rabbanishalim wants us to try our best. The Rabbanishalim doesn't demand of us what we can do. We have to learn and we have to know. And the fact is, that there's a procedure, there's a process in learning where if a person learns with a taharis alev, if a person learns with a certain honesty and he understands and he sees, that understanding gives him strength. That, 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 that which pains him now, but if he learns it, 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 it it's a procedure. It doesn't happen immediately, but that... That gives him strength to overcome. You have to have savlonis with yourself. Very few people have the, 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 the proper amount of patience with themselves. You have to learn. Life, you know, you know uh, life is not without yusurim. 
a person has to have the ability to suffer the Yisurim that he has from himself. Sheva Yippel Tzadik Vekom. Sheva Yippel. What? And you overcome. You have to have a betochen that will help you. You have to forget about the mathematics. You have to forget about the statistics. You have to only believe I'm alive. Abhira, it'll work. Ain't Sadik Bots a Shayasatoyach. That's the game of life. But to relinquish our intelligence, that's foolishness. In the long run, that's more painful than all pain you have from knowing. Jealousy, excessive passions, and an accentuated egocentricity make a person out of this world. I don't believe that the translation is the way you translate it. It doesn't mean that he died. There is a reality. There's a reality. If a man is excessively consumed by the idea that he must be the center of attraction. They say over on the Balgaiva that when he comes to a wedding, he envies the chasm, he's getting so much attention. When he comes to a funeral, he envies the dead man, he's getting so much attention. <laughs> what does all this mean? More or less, there's a reality. In these three meters, take, you take uh, Kinnah, Taiva, everybody has a normal amount of these three meters. But where, it, where, where it's enlarged and excessive, a person is removed from reality, he doesn't see himself. I remember I was a little kid, and we went to Yeshiva, so for a few weeks we had a substitute. An old man, our Rebbe was sick, we had a substitute. 
We were kids, you know, a substitute, we were wild kids. So we misbehaved. So I remember until today, I must have been 10 years old. He says, you know who I am? Kids look at him. He says, when I come into shul, 500 people stand up for me. And he spoke. The kids were laughing. You know, little kid, they saw that. He, he was removed from the reality of who he's talking to, little children. They don't understand. They laughed at him. What the Mishnah is saying is a, is, is, is a person's having a contact with reality. A person, a person that's an exaggerated Baltaiva, he, lo- he loses contact with reality. He won't do what he has to do. He won't go in the direction that he has to go. All he sees is that he has to satisfy his... You understand? It's uh, a person has to. There's, you know, that song that we were singing. You know, it's not a joke. Those words are Rabbi Nachman Breslovitz. Reality is a narrow, is a very narrow road for each one of us. And uh, you have to keep your hands on the helm. person has to know his place in the world, has to know the true significance of, of issues. That's all the Mishnah is saying. I mean, in, in Pasha, that's what the Mishnah is saying. <laughs>